Welcome, listeners, to Snakes on a Plane, a friendly and relatable podcast hosted by Patrick Chung and Thomas Kwok. We are two Australian-born Chinese here to talk about growing up in the West. We aim to entertain you and lighten up your day with relatable anecdotes and thought-provoking discussions in each episode. Without further ado, it's time to unleash the Snakes on a Plane. On this episode, I guess from reading the title, that we're going to be discussing Hogwarts houses, or the houses from Harry Potter. Ooh, Hogwarts houses. That's, a, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. So, I guess, um, let, let's, let's, go, let's, let's start with like, you know, your Harry Potter experience. Like, when was the first time you, read, you started reading Harry Potter? So, I started reading Harry Potter after I actually saw the movie. So, I didn't jump on board before. Wow. <laughs> so, it was after the, after the third movie? It's when I started reading. Wow. So I've read... F- After the third movie. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is good. I'm going to continue reading. <laughs> so four, five, six, seven. I read four, five, six, seven. Wow, okay. And then I went back to read one after a long time. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I've been reading Harry Potter. Uh, my friend introduced me to Harry Potter. This is like before. I was like, so I only had three books at the time. So I managed to read Philosopher's Stone, Patent for Secrets, and Prisoner of Azkaban. And only in high school so I, after reading those three I was like ah oh, I knew a fourth one was coming out we just didn't know when so it's actually really exciting that it actually came out during my high school and then the movies were also coming like they also talked about movies and things like that I guess my childhood about fantasy world this wizarding world um, to come onto the big screen was just really really yeah I jumped onto the bandwagon a bit late yeah but I, I did know I did know about Harry Potter when I was in year six because there was a girl in class and she was obsessed with it and she would read it a lot. And then I tried to read the first book and it just never interested me. I don't know what it was, but yeah, didn't really enjoy it. Well, I didn't really like reading anyway, so. The only thing I read, the only thing I read was like Goosebumps. Yep, my brother read a lot of Goosebumps. I did, I did a lot of reading, so I read, I read a lot of different books when I was younger. I didn't really get into like the Lord of the Rings. But I think that's because I probably didn't appreciate the display, a lot of the descriptions and descriptors. I think if I read it as I'm as older, I think I would definitely enjoy that. But that's for another topic because that's all the rings. We're talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. So Harry Potter. So you've read all seven? All, all seven books? No, I've actually still haven't read the seventh book. I did read... What? I read all the six books. I read all the six books. And then the six, when the sixth book, the fifth and the sixth book, came out when I was in uni and I pretty much got it day one and I read the entire book. And you didn't read seven. And then you were saying what about me? I think because it was I read, I read I, four, five, six, seven. I read like I've got seven. I bought seven. I've got seven. I just need to read it. But I've got You own seven but you haven't read it. <laughs> yeah. Uh because I want to get a hardcover book. So I've got a hardcover of I got all the hard hardcover Harry Potter books. Ah uh... so I want to get a hardcover copy. So I went to the like the uh, the book festival book fest yeah and and i found a copy and my friend wanted to come along because like i think he never attended the book fest before and he's got like hey the book's right here and i'm like yeah, yeah that is a, that is a book of the deathly hallows but i'm going to continue searching the rows and rows and columns until i find a really good copy with a dust jacket okay no i went i went ahead and bought a box set so i've got all seven books in a box fair enough that's fair enough yep <laughs> um i think what really grasped me for harry potter and it is a topic for today was about the house the houses because i don't know about you but in pri- but in primary school in my high school uh, we had houses so in my primary school we just had colors so we had the green house the red house the blue house the yellow house i was part of the green house and 
the greenhouse was very competitive in all the sports best. So it always, you know, you had that sense of pride of like, oh, this is the house, this is the house. Yes, 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 yes. You, know, you, you, you have to do your best. You have to always try and achieve what you can. And in high school is very... It's a, I think it's a very Western thing. Yeah, well, our, our school had four houses as well. And then Harry Potter's based in the UK, so I'm assuming it's a very English thing. Western. Yeah, I, I believe that to be the case. Yeah. Yeah, high school, high school had the same houses. We had four houses as well. Okay. You didn't have houses in your high school? We, we had uh, six houses. I think now my school... Whoa, now six has, houses. Yeah, in my school now, I think, has eight houses now, maybe ten. Whoa, eight houses. That's huge. Well, he's, yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Off topic. <laughs> off topic. <laughs> off topic. But, Let's go back but, to Harry Potter. But I think, like, for me, Harry Potter was always that kind of, like, it's like, it's like our world, but yet not. It has magic, and I would always like imagine myself like you know you go for different corridors and there's different ways to get to certain places. So it felt, um, I guess I got hooked into it, but I didn't like get really really hooked into it. But I always felt like you know going around the school like you try and find alternative ways. Like because I played um, instrument in school, there's like three different ways to get to the music center. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't feel that until I went to uh, university. So did you? Yeah, we both went to uh, University of Queensland. Very sandstone, very typical yep. Australian sandstone university, like University yep. of Melbourne. That's so right. that that was my taste of Hogwarts. I was like, oh, where's all these corridors and all <laughs> these, um, you know, blocked out doorways? Because there's a, do you know the steel building? I think it has like a lift. Yes. That's like out yes. of order and it's always been out of order. <laughs> <laughs> One I, day I, I'll know the spell to open that. <laughs> That's right. Well, maybe maybe it was working all the time. You just didn't. But anyway, uh, going back on topic, um, it always just felt like that house pride. So you know, I guess when you came into the going into like, did you have a, like? I guess when you were growing up, did you have like a lot of house pride, or you just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh, uh, not really. Like I don't know. We we had a war cry, and we just chanted that whenever like our teams were like doing well. But other than that, it's only sports day when when we have like the house thing. Oh yeah, no, it was our sports. It day. didn't really, it didn't, it didn't, yeah, it didn't really happen during like academic, yep. academic times. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, it was mainly the sports and there was some cultural events we had at school. Uh, we had like a singing competition. So that and was that was divided into houses as well. That was that, that was divided into houses. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, we had points. That's why I said this is like fully like my Harry Potter, like my high school was like a fully Harry. So yeah, you if you wanted to get the trophy at the end of the, of the year no we had a point system but not not throughout the academic times only only during sports day and like yeah however many like people won first and second third they they get a point oh yeah we had that it wasn't yeah yeah it, it wasn't about academic achievement it was just the sports and cultural thing like the, the events essentially i'd like to call them yep where did you do the Pottermore quiz i think i did the Pottermore quiz as soon as the Pottermore website came out I did it. Yeah, I think I learned about it on TV or something. Oh, uh, okay. And then, yeah, I took it straight away. Yep. So is this the time where we reveal our houses? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So I guess the first time I took it was like, I think you talked about it, but it was like two or three years after it. Like we were talking with a mutual friend. Oh, so you did it that day? I think I did it around that day. Like we had a mutual friend and we're talking about our houses. And I was like, oh, I haven't done it. He's like, oh, this is quiz that you can do it. So I signed up like pretty much that night and did it. Okay, so I guess... Ah, okay. So what was the result? Yeah, so my result was I was in Ravenclaw House. And I was yep. like, where? What is Ravenclaw? I haven't, don't really remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was one of the, it was one of the non, non um, mainstream ones. It was like, it wasn't Gryffindor or Slytherin. I was like, uh, at least I'm not Hufflepuff. 
Oh, okay. But that's what so, I thought at the time. When I took it, I was also like, okay, as long as I'm not Hufflepuff, I do all the other ones. I think in my head, I wanted to, when I was, my expectation, I was probably going to get Ravenclaw because it's the, Asian, it's, the East Asian, it's the East Asian house because it has Cho Chang yes. and one other dude, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. that I misremembered. Um, yes, it's the Asian so, house. <laughs> yep. So I was like, yep, that's the Asian house. So I was expecting that to happen. And then I think people believed to me, they said to me like, oh, you're going to be Slytherin, aren't you? And it's like, uh, why? Because like, you're like, you know, we play a lot of board games and card games and video games. Like you're always like, you're so sly and very cunning about like, how you go about. <laughs> I kind of embraced it. And it was like, yeah, okay. I'm probably like, you know, in my head, I was like, probably get Ravenclaw, but in my heart, it'd probably be like Slytherin. Because it was like that, that ambition slash cunning component. I think people have talked to me like, you know, being super ambitious as well at the same time, like around that time. I was surprised with my answer and I got Hufflepuff. Um, yes. I was surprised too. I was like, oh, Thomas got a Hufflepuff? That's super strange. <laughs> and, then, and, then our, and then our mutual friend also got Hufflepuff and she was <laughs> she not really hated happy it. about that. <laughs> she really hated it. Um, yeah. And then I said, well, you know what Hufflepuff, like, what Hufflepuff's really good is like, so justifying like why I would like Hufflepuff and why I've actually started to like Hufflepuff more start to embrace it a lot more is that you know in the books it's you have a lot of the specialists in Hufflepuff yes that's right so you had there's a couple of characters that like did herbalism or herbology sorry mm-hmm. herbology the her- uh, yeah Miss uh, yeah. Professor Sprout Professor Sprout and I think there was like a student there that was like um, Neville's crush you know she was Hufflepuff there was like all these Hufflepuff students that like were really terrible overall but when they got to the class they specialized in, they were just like, yeah, yeah. they were the top students. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they were the top. They were the top students. And you know, a lot of if once you start reading descriptions, it's all about that hard work and effort, trying to make other people's lives easy. For me, that's what I've been embracing my day to day life. Is trying to. So for me, it's like I really enjoy learning about the different description of the Hufflepuff. So a lot of it that's about hard working, um, trying to make people's lives easier. And I never really saw myself as the smartest guy. Yeah, I guess I understand what you're saying because when I got Ravenclaw and then I read up about it, I was like, ah, that's why I'm in Ravenclaw. Because when I was like younger, I was like always one of the like, um, I guess smart ones or. Because I picked up things, I was a really quick learner, and I I probably placed in the top three in most of my classes in primary school. So I really valued intelligence. And then like um yeah, I found out that Ravenclaw was actually the intelligent house, and where most most of the kids were like cunning and wise, and that was like the the main main thing that Ravenclaw had. So I was like, ah, that's why I fit in the Ravenclaw house. <laughs> the typical Asian. Yeah, I, that's why in my head, I, I, I was thinking I was going to be put to Ravenclaw because I probably was not the greatest student, but I you had a lot of, I feel like smart. Yeah, because I, 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 I never did homework, but I would always get good grades. I was like one of those kids. I didn't realize I was one of those kids until I talked about it with other people. <laughs> I hated those people. I hated those people who just be, <laughs> oh, I did study, but I still get A's. I'm just going. Yep. That was me. Yeah, I always valued like I don't know if you know like uh, the Three Kingdoms, like the the str- strategist Kong Ming, and like 
Yeah, Remnants of the Three Kingdoms. Yeah, Kong Ming, the, uh, the strategist. Yeah, so he was a smart one. I always looked up to him. I was like, ah, oh, he's, he's so cool. Like, in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I've always had a thing for Donatello. Like, that was my favorite Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Yeah, so who, who was yours? My favorite. Well, when you have two older brothers and two older sisters, they get to pick whatever the last pick. My older sister left the house, so I at least if it was a crew of four, I got the last pick. So I ended up getting uh, Leonardo. Leonardo was my favorite. And then I learned to embrace Leonardo. But I guess that's where people see me as like the leader type or the ambitious ambitious uh, type because Leonardo uh, okay. yeah, was yeah, the leader. Yeah, yeah. He was always thinking. He didn't have to, he didn't have to be the int- most intelligent person, but he just had to rely on his team to get their roles. Yeah, that's right. And what I was saying. So I, I like enjoyed like Sherlock Holmes and like I always liked the nerdy person from like James Bond, you know, like O, the guy that comes with up with all those gadgets. I was like always the gadget guy. I was uh, yeah. I was always interested in that kind of role. So I was like, ah, that's why I'm Ravenclaw House. That makes sense now. Yep, that's fair enough. Yeah, I yeah, I never saw myself as a hero. So I was like, not not a Gryffindor. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm not, I'm not nothing like what do you call it, Draco Malfoy. I'm not a Slytherin. I don't relate to them at all. I- I think it's just more the personality traits rather than being like, oh, it's this person because this person could symbolize something different. That's that's the whole point of like why Neville Longbottom was set as a Gryffindor rather than as a Hufflepuff because he, he thought he was like, I want to be in Hufflepuff rather than I want to be put into Gryffindor. It's about what you make of it. So eventually he developed the courage to stand up to, to stand up for himself. I think why I probably approached that Hufflepuff mentality because I go, I because my favorite when I was younger uh, like at least one of them was Batman and Batman would always rather than his crusade to stop crime but he'd always be trying to do well to give people opportunity to do um, uh, I always discounted Batman I was just like he's just a human which background which and he has a lot of gadgets that can <laughs> get him out of trouble I, I think for me it's about that hard work and persistence because it's trying to differentiate yourself from five different four different uh, people he was the one that resonated with me the most because he's always just like this work this person who just i need to understand i need to learn i might not be the best at it but i can be great at it. i have a tool i have a tool or a gadget or something that could be used at a particular time i don't know when i'll need it but i've got it in my head i've got it in my my utility belt essentially yeah totally understand what you're saying because when i got older i was like oh as i got older i realized that it's not all about being smart. It's about what you do with what you have. So I've kind of leaned towards uh, being a Hufflepuff now because I I really enjoyed helping people when I'm um, growing like through uni and high school. Like I would always be the one that because I picked things up really quickly, I would understand like the the theory or the topic that we have at hand at, and then I would always help out my my friends and like tutor them. Well, you know, not not like officially tutor them but just help help them out with like questions they had and it also was like a way of for me to like uh digest the topic because if i was able to teach it i can also you know learn it myself that way but yeah so yep i un- definitely understand where like the the perks of being half a path now yeah yep. and, I, and, I, and i think for me because i was ambitious i think because it was difficult for me for finding, for finding a job so i was trying to find different ways to sell myself so get getting updating my skills and things like that so that's why and also because people do seem as evil when i'm playing games so it was just you know you, you do you will have to exhibit those traits not just oh this is the best house on a day-to-day basis where would your life and i definitely see myself as as time went on definitely see the quality of the hufflepuff especially in uni i would get partnered a lot with um, a lot of the east east asian international students but because of my background and all the knowledge i have and my experience 
I was able to understand quickly understand I went look there's a life outside of uni there's things we can do there's there's things that you have to get done because of life you're not just a full-time student you're worrying about all these other little things I fully understand let me just get majority of it done at the start but then I just need to trust I need to trust in the other people that they can pull through yeah that's right yeah yeah I think uh, over time I let that hard work definitely pays off that's why I wish I was a Hufflepuff now or at least a pseudo Hufflepuff <laughs> did you take the quiz more recently and then you got Hufflepuff well I have done it recently and yes I have got Hufflepuff I've been consistently Hufflepuff yes for the that's last, right I think three, two or three times I've done it yeah because I, I when when we do play board games together I do like to help the underdog I just like to you know keep the game moving and, and make everyone kind of enjoy their time right. and it's always fun to piss off the person that's in front especially if they're really competitive <laughs> No one likes a smarty pants, you know. No one likes a know-it-all. So I've kind of come around. No, I don't want to be a Ravenclaw anymore. I've slowly gotten out of my competitiveness, so some enjoyment out of it. I mean, there's some games I'll stop playing because I think people will just target me regardless. They just go, you're too strong. We need to take you out. And I, and I go, well, I haven't done anything. And then they take me out. So then I decide, okay, I, I guess this makes me a bit more evil. I go, it is now my ambition to make this person lose because if you're just targeting me for no reason, I must take this other person down in a revenge plot. Maybe I am secretly Slytherin. <laughs> Closet Slytherin. <laughs> uh, so, who's your favourite Harry Potter character? Who's my favourite Harry Potter character? Maybe one when you were younger and have, has it changed? When I was reading the book, it was Infernia Tonk. That was one of my favourite characters. I actually made a character named Tonks when I was playing D&D. My character died. <laughs> She died. I was very sad. She was just exhibited a lot of that hard work effort. She was just a cool character. Yes. She was a Hufflepuff. Yes. For those that don't know. Yeah, she was a great character. I, I enjoyed like uh, the fact that her hair kept changing color. I thought that was so cool. Yes. yes. I was like, yeah, whatever she felt like, whatever she, you know, her mood of the day, she just like, hair would just change into that color. I was just like, ah, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I think she had the best description. She got interested in in the fourth book. Was it the third? Um, no, it was definitely later than third. Okay, I think yeah, either fourth, fourth or fifth. Okay, uh, she was my favorite character. I think the next favorite character in my head, because she's memorable, was Luna Lovegood. Yeah, just because she's very quirky, and I really enjoyed the quirky character too. Yeah, she's my second favorite too. Who's your Who's your favorite? Yeah, so well, Luna Luna is great because um. She didn't really care about what other people thought about her, and she'd like go on off on her own adventure. And yeah, people thought she was like really silly or really odd, and and people thought that was like really dumb. But being a Ravenclaw, she's actually really really smart, and she knows a lot about a lot of things. And wasn't she the person that told Harry Potter about the Deathly Hallows? Like, yeah, I think maybe she... that was Ron. Maybe that was Ron. I don't know. I... But anyway, yeah, it was she... just yeah, she was really clever, yeah. but she had a. I think it was just the the way she was um, nurtured when she grew up because she had an interesting dad. Yep. So I think, yeah, that made her, the character really well-rounded. Well, I, I think it's where you don't know what the correct information is. And I think she had the correct information, but then whether or not people believed her. That's right. I think in some books she had the right information, but then they took a while to go, oh, we'll acknowledge that this is actually the correct information. Yeah, so Luna Lovegood is a Ravenclaw. Yes. And my favourite... And still is my favorite is uh, Severus Snape. He's a Slytherin. But ah, yes. Yeah, I always, I always 
yeah, I've always liked him as the favorite character because I saw I saw the Harry Potter books about Snape rather than Harry. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I've got like a really interesting theory, but I don't think <laughs> I think I don't think we'll delve into it. But yeah, I think he's the main character in the whole series. And then I've got a, another theory that Longbottom. Neville Longbottom is the chosen one and not Harry Potter. Yeah, I believe that. They were born on the same day. <laughs> yep. Same thing. Happened and everyone to got them. confused. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Everything. The same thing happened to both of them. Yeah. But he was just brushed to the side because Harry Potter had a scar that had a light, like a lightning scar, and Neville didn't have that. Well, he was the famous baby. He's the one who survived Voldemort, or he who must not be named. But it was the Voldemort who was there. Yeah, but. Yeah, Harry Potter turned into a Horcrux, but Neville didn't never have that. I think if you take it anyway, that particular way, then yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. I can see those both ways. Um, but then he's also he's still in the Harry Potter universe, but his name is called Newt Scamander. He's in the Fantastic Beasts. Ah, uh, yeah. He he has become my favorite now in the Wizarding world. Ah, uh, okay. And he's a Hufflepuff. Oh, because like you said before, where. The Hufflepuff usually Hufflepuff usually has the trait of hard work, and he Newt Scamander definitely has that characteristic because he he well, like he didn't he doesn't care about humans and all he cares about is all the um animals yeah and he just yeah he has such a kind heart and just takes care of the animals and yeah I really love that yep that's fair enough fair. yeah and he has my favorite um quote which is my philosophy. Worrying means you suffer twice. So I've taken that to heart. Now I don't worry about anything. I'd have to take that. In have you watched Fantastic Beasts? I watched the first movie, but I haven't watched the. Yeah, the... but he says that in the first one. It's like worrying means you suffer twice. So for this episode, the mystery topic is: Would you date someone from a different house? Or would you date someone in the same house? I think I would because that's an extra element of danger as well that you're going through the different chains finding a trying to find a a hidden spot where you can both meet or go after hours and things like that. I feel like that sense of danger would be exciting and exciting at the same time. I think it's good to have that if it's just personality wise it's good to have those bit of differences too. I think that if you the, there's convenience of the same house, I think there is that. I think if you, I mean, ideally, you want a nice person in general, like the nice that you can get along with. I think that can be done with all houses. There's different traits that you could be potentially attracted to. How I would approach it, I would be like, I, 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 I wouldn't see any problem dating a different house, dating, how about yourself? Yeah, well, it depends on if we're in the Harry Potter universe or not. Uh, yeah, so imagine yourself in Hogwarts. You're 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 in the school of Hogwarts. Yeah, and then I was I was put into Ravenclaw. You were put into Ravenclaw, yes. So if I was in Ravenclaw, then at that age, growing up in like from like primary school to high school age, I think I would stick to Ravenclaw. Yeah, just just like you said, because it was it's much easier just to stick with your house and. You have a common room and you can get to get along that way. And then I, at that time when I was younger, I do appreciate someone that's smart and intelligent. So that was more of what I was interested in. So I think I would date 
that one in my house. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd still be open to dating someone outside my house, though. But I think I'll have reservations dating a Slytherin. <laughs> Why is that? Just because they produce the most evilest wizards. The, the, the one house that produced the most evil wizards. Yeah, it's something about the dungeons. I just don't like the dark, dark space. Nothing about the people. Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, if I was outside the Harry Potter universe, for real life, um, I'd probably look for a Hufflepuff. Because I think um, I treasure those, those uh, personality traits now more than any, any of the other ones. Like loyalty, hard work. Yeah, and I, I have to agree with that. I think it's too... Life is difficult in itself. I think you just you want someone that that's easy to get along with and be loyal to you. And there's a lot of that hard work and preparation. Make sure to that you're both living your best lives. And initially, I was really into very individual. So that's why I guess more Slytherin than Hufflepuff at that time, like back in my younger days. Um, the intelligence, but it was always something in my mind as I got older, just those little things that that you begin to appreciate more, that you, that you take for granted. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. I think Hufflepuff, the most positive people, they have a positive outlook in life. And I think I really like that vibe. And that's what I... You deem me as more positive or do more evil? <laughs> well, evilly positive. Positively evil. Yeah, positively evil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm positive you're evil. <laughs> <laughs> I do have, I have monologued in games before. No, I think, I think, I, no, I think um, over the years, I think you're very, very Hufflepuff. You are very positive. <laughs> Thanks. I do definitely do appreciate that. I've, I've seen you transform into, into the Hufflepuff. I do see the Ravenclaw components in you, but the Hufflepuff is now, the Hufflepuff crates are coming towards the surface now for you. Yeah. Thanks. As we come to the end of another exciting episode of Snakes on a Plane, we want to express our heartfelt gratitude to all our listeners for joining us in this incredible adventure. We hope that through our discussions, stories, and shared experiences, we have brought a smile to your face, sparked your curiosity, and fostered a sense of connection. Remember, our journey doesn't end here. Stay tuned for more captivating episodes where we continue to explore Asian identity, pop culture, food, and beyond. Until then, keep embracing your uniqueness, be kind, and enjoy your day wherever you are. Thank you for being part of the Snakes on a Plane fandom.